thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with the legend himself, the co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He is one of the megastars of mountaineering. He's Dr. Damien Christoph. <laughs> Come on, I've never climbed a mountain in my life. You're a megastar of the mountain. Maybe Mount Dandenong. But we all bow, yes. we all bow all to do. the queen of the megastars of the mountain, the yes. incredible, yeah. the one and only, the only lady in the world to climb Everest on her 68th birthday. Mm-hmm. She has conquered so many of the tallest mountains around the world. She's yep. a remarkable woman. Yep. The fourth time we have had her on 100 Not Out. It's a beautiful welcome to Dr. Jan Smith. Thanks for joining us, Jan. Thanks, Marcus. I want a round of applause. I want the crowd yeah, to go oh, yeah, wild. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. It's, it, it is incredible to have somebody here for the fourth time with us. We haven't had that before. But I think every time we speak to you, Jan, there's another chapter. There's another thing we want to find out. There's more. And another year goes by and we go... I wonder what Jan's up to, yeah. you know? And so you really have had a big impact on us and an impact on our listeners too because they often do ask, what's Jan Smith up to these days? Oh, I'll listen exactly. to that episode with Jan Smith. And so it's great to have you here. Welcome. Oh, thank you. Good so, to be here. Jan, this is the big one. Last mm-hmm. time we spoke to you, you were on your way over to Alaska mm-hmm. to climb the seventh mountain, the seventh highest, we got the city climbing the seven highest mountains in the seven continents of the world. It was originally by your 70th birthday. That didn't happen, but that didn't stop you. And then you're <laughs> yeah. up to number seven. Yeah. You're going back for the second time yes. to Denali, the yes. highest peak in Alaska. Please North, tell us what North happened. North America. North America. Uh, basically, I garden fitness didn't cut it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were gar- you were gardening when we spoke to you last time. And we thought it's that, a that was... It's gradient like that. Yeah. I've, I've been pretty close to the summit. And uh, uh, my legs and uh, my breathing, and I thought, mm, you need an ice axe. It's very steep. Mm-hmm. You're not anchored to the mountain. You're just anchored to your guides. And so if one falls, all go. There's, Can you imagine? There's mm. a couple of um, uh, ridges to cross where you can get blown off. Oh. Uh, I know people who've been blown off and died. So Goodness. it's quite, I think it's the second hardest after Everest. I had underestimated it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and my guides were not so confident. They had a long, long line between me and them. So long that when I sat down to rest on a rock and I called it to the guy above, he didn't hear it. And he thought the tug on the rope meant I'd slipped or something, not just sitting on a rock. And the one behind said, I can't go this slow. I get too cold. And I had to say, well, you should wear your super down like me. Yeah. <laughs> Being Alaskan and American, of course, they had like 100 layers and they kept peeling them off and so on. So uh, that was a, a lesson to me. Now I know the gradient I'm aiming for mm-hmm. and they want me to do a bit more training with one hand on the ice axe. You can't have two, two uh, you know, two props. You, you just have to do it with the ice axe, with which is lower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as you say power. this, as you, I'm just going to bring this mic up a bit just so we can hear a bit more. But as you say this, you're, you've already committed in your mind that you're going back for a third time absolutely. to conquer Denali. Mm. You see the conviction in yeah, your voice? Yeah, look at that, like, and your absolutely. eyes. Yeah, and like vision. I was like, I'm doing I, it. Yes. <laughs> I was full of sour grapes at first, and I, <laughs> I 
thought I, you know, I didn't want to, I wasn't happy with my guides for, you know, being such wimps. And I thought, you know, I've got my breath now, I'm fine. Why don't we just keep going? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. We, we, you know, just that little lapse of confidence. They lost their confidence in me. Mm-hmm. No, no, we can't. So we go and wow. go, sorry. And one of them said, look, I'm crying. Want me to take my glasses off? I said, it's fine. Oh. Want to give me a kiss? I said, it's, I, I'm just interested in the summit, really. <laughs> I don't, don't want a kiss. Thank you. But it goes to show it's a real team effort to a point. Like, it's not all about, you and how you're going. No, it's the guys it's about as well. Their yeah. risk assessment. That's right. And everything else yeah. on top of that. So yeah. you're really in the lap of the gods. Well, I'm in the lap of the guides. So, uh, <laughs> well so they, you know, nice. they said, "Oh, we'd be disappointed if you didn't choose us." I said, "I'll be back." They said, "Well, we'd be disappointed if you didn't choose us." But when it's just happened like that, yeah. and you're bitterly disappointed, you've oh, blown your money. Trying to talk business right up there. It's exactly. Just exactly. And so I thought, no. But the closer it gets, the more I'm thinking yes, because they know me. Yeah. Um, you know, I forgot to take something or other, and I had to hire it and. But in the end, we had, um, I said, you know, what? it occurred to me not to just be, you know, sulky and so on. And a phrase, um, a crapshoot came into my mind. Because <laughs> one American described trying to climb Choi Yu, which is the other 8,000 metre peak I've done. As sometimes it's a crapshoot. And I thought it's an interesting expression. And I've never forgotten it. That expression popped into mind. And I said to them, uh, you know, you guys know what a crapshoot is. Well, the American did, the Alaskan didn't. But I said, let's have a crapshoot party, a crapshoot celebration. <laughs> you can't have a celebration of a failure, yeah. but you can have a crapshoot party. Absolutely. That's so right. the American explained it to the Alaskan. And when we got back um, to Talkeetna, I took him out to dinner and said, oh, you can eat and drink on me, you know, blah, blah, because you tried your best. And so did I, I just wasn't fit enough. And then the Alaskan said, oh, I'm um, Irish descent on both sides and I can drink alcohol. Do you know what you've just said? Oh, my. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. I should withdraw the offer of the drinks. But we were so... Normally you say that at the end of the meal, Janet, and they go, oh, I can't see No, that's right. But we were so so wrecked from getting up at three in the morning, um, travelling to the... um, the glacier where the ski plane comes and collects you and flying out mm-hmm. such an early start that by nine o'clock they were pretty much uh, ready for bed. done. Yeah, wow. so well they, it wasn't to be an all-night drinking session for the Irish, <laughs> Irish Alaskan. <laughs> Jane, that's not your only knockback because there was a time I recall that you climbed um, a mountain, you got to the summit and you didn't have your helmet. No, and that's this one. Oh, that is the same, the same one. one. It's, oh, been a, it's been anyway. a mm. different oh. trip, different so, trip. But, mm. oh, but I that... got quite a bit higher this time. Okay, I got I got within sight of the summit, so I could see the oh, gradient. Oh. The so is it, it the same people, the same guides? No, no, no I changed. You sack those first couple. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they don't even read Either that. they sack. We won't <laughs> even say them. them just in case people Google them, so they can try to see if they do a better job. No, <laughs> Not even going to say them. There is a third company. Just in case, I, I could try that, but then that's unknown. You know, woman seventy-one, diabetic. You know, they're going to say you need a private guide. You can't go with a group. Yes. You know, and they're going, I'm going to have to reassure them and prove myself again and again. Whereas these guys I've already been with, yeah, they had me they climbing to the top of the tent. And yeah. they're saying, oh, yeah, you know, like if you're down a crevasse and you have to make a, a rope loop for your foot and step in that. And then you have to push your prosthetic up and it grabs the rope and you climb up. And they said, oh, she did that easier than a 20-year-old. Mm, I thought, wow. yeah, I've done this before, guys. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. <laughs> it was right. a bit like taking your grandma to suck eggs, but you have to get that balance between, yes, I hear what you're saying, but I already know how to do this. Mm. Yeah. yeah. 
but I'll, I'll train better. I'll train for the ele- the steepness, yeah. and I'll get my legs. I'll get stronger. Yeah. I'll do the pulling the truck tire up the hill. The stuff I didn't bother with last time. You want to beat Lawrence Tam? Yeah. You just go yeah. and work out with Jamie. I'll go work out with Jamie. Yeah, that's right. I'm heading down Jamie, one of Damien's right. best mates, who's one of our teammates on the wellness couch, is super fit. And mm. Damien's working hard to be as fit as Lawrence. Mm. He never was fit. He's just become fit. Yeah. And so, And I used to be fit and now I want to be fit again. So I'm doing the gardening story. I, I might be pulling tractor tyres too. We'll see how we yeah. go. <laughs> you, you pull them up under Arthur's seat chairlift track, which is very yeah. steep. It's about 0.8 of a kilometre. Mm-hmm. My husband walks be, beside me with a stick and people look at oh. us and think, what? what's going on here? <laughs> oh, Red, is he trying to punish his wife? <laughs> he does it for that. show and he yeah. says for a girl who went to a you know, a girls' school, you got a surprising vocabulary oh. when, you're, when you're a tiger. <laughs> you're stuck on a tree root or a rock, you know. Well, after doing that, yeah. a lot of times, it, uh, just pulling the sled over ice is pretty easy because it glides, you know, there's no snags. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that well that's you train harder so it's easier on the day. Yes. I understand. Yes. Very good. Jan, um you did you did allude to something before. We did speak about your Mars bar um, fetish and uh, <laughs> and even off air before we started talking about this, I asked Jan, how's your diabetes going? Now you might have seen Jan's fierce determination when she said, Yes, I'll be climbing the summit again. Um, but she's also got the cheekiness of this kind of younger girl that just wants to buck all the rules. And so, <laughs> and so Jan, with her diabetes, how you go with your diabetes? You know, because I'm fascinated because type 2 diabetes is one of those things that's lifestyle related. You can control it. Jan's managed to control it eating all of the bad things. So, Jan, what are you doing with your diabetes at the moment? I love this story. I have it under good control. Okay. I'm very pleased that they've reduced my um, insulin. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that's, they think that's about right for my size, and I know all about the diet. I just had too much carbs. I thought you'd just substitute carbs for sugar, yes. but you don't. You no. you then got to think about portion and the amount, and they said, no, you're eating all the right things, but <laughs> too much at one meal. You've got to spread them over the snacks as well, morning and afternoon tea. So the dietitian was very helpful, and I said, I'm bad in the car. I'll eat a whole bag of nuts or something. She said, no, you just take a portion you take like half a dozen in a little packet and that's all and that's what you've got in the car that's, that's all right. you can eat or popcorn non-sweet mm. popcorn yeah. you know you keep it's eating the salty. popcorns yes yeah. slightly mm-hmm. yeah and it lasts a whole trip you know yeah. all the way from melbourne to right back to rosebud yeah and so. you can keep some in your teeth for later as well <laughs> they do tend to stay in your teeth <laughs> that's right. you, get good, you get a bit more value now when is this third attempt how long are you giving um, yourself yeah what are you well on? it's uh, it goes with the season so being the continent of north america northern hemisphere so their summer so about may june may june mm. 2016 wow we're going yep. to have jan on for a fifth for one. a fifth time yeah won't we yeah. Find out. We might, you can, she can come back by your career and just celebrate with us on the Greek Islands. After, um, what a great thing. We'll be in the Greek Islands on a, running a retreat. Jump in the Mediterranean. Maybe maybe <laughs> part of the reason why Jane doesn't want to climb these mountains is so she can come back onto a hundred knot out. Again, maybe a sixth time. Oh, no, no, that's a cruel happens. way to have to do it though, isn't it? <laughs> how, how high is the summit of Denali? Um, it's somewhere between five and six. It's not the height so much as the... the it's in the yeah. Arctic Circle. It's near the North Pole. Um, I had a near miss with frostbite this year because I followed the Americans, you know, to a T and I didn't have the, you know, I had to have, I had my stuff in my backpack, luckily, because the wind chill is just terrible and you have to have three layers on your fingers, the wind blows between them and being small, they go first. And at one point I said, the climbing in the wind and snow and I said, I have to, um, 
I'm getting cold, I have to get my down jacket out of my backpack. And they'd said, oh, no, you won't need it, send it to the top camp. And luckily I had it in my backpack, as I have on several occasions when the weather's turned. Mm. And then once I had that on, I had upper body warmth. And all the warmth flowed through to my hands and I was fine. And I thought, I'll never, um, I'll listen to myself next time. And that, um, you know, having the high altitude gloves has stopped me getting frostbite once before too. Again, with a really high wind chill factor where other people, you know, had frostbitten hands and I didn't. So it always pays to have your down stuff in your pack, even though it's extra weight and people tell you you don't need it and send it to a high camp. But if you don't have it, you can't put it on. Marcus, I don't know if you're picking up anything here. But I'm picking, oh, God, I'm, burning I'm, question I'm, here. I'm picking up a few things. Well, why don't you ask your question and I'll come back to my points because I think there's some good stuff. All right, so you are clearly incredibly resilient. My view, <laughs> yes. my view on resilience is that you don't get resilient out of a cushy life. You only get resilience out of challenge. Yeah. And you don't have to go into all the deeper meaningfuls on the challenges in your life. But can you just share with people maybe some of the events that have created this level of resilience? Because I don't know about you, but I'm just I'm here in admiration, but also questioning myself in terms of faced with such adversity. Like, where would I go? Mm. Whereas, Jan, you seem to have this ability to go, well, you know what, that's happened, but put it away very quickly mm. and then just push on. Mm. How... What what do you think has created this? Because I don't think you're born with a level of stoicness. It's it's clearly developed through challenge. Yeah, that's what the Greeks thought in the Greek myths about you know personality types. They had um, Hercules, I think, who was exposed to risk. You know, the wild Dionysian mares, and he had serpents put in his his prams. Yeah, and that's <laughs> how he grew strong. Learn how to struggle with them. Yes, whereas Achilles was you know dipped in the river Styx, except for his his Achilles heel mm-hmm. yeah. and that's that was his uh, his Achilles his heel yeah. yes mm-hmm. so I, th- I, I, I wasn't ch- I mean I came from a, a medical family and had a very healthy upbringing and I think that that's part of the constitutional thing that yeah. I, I like salads and Good vegetables answer. Good answer. Mm-hmm. and um, my maternal side is German and uh, <laughs> another good answer <laughs> <laughs> I've met strength there yes. I've met some uh, <clears throat> climbers a 60 year old woman from Perth and I said and she just summited one year um, where I was stuck in a blizzard at the South Pole and I said to her what do you what do you put it down to and she said constitution so I think some of it is constitution from um, healthy upbringing lots of running around barefoot healthy Mm. diet fruit bowl always on the table and some of the German I've met you know we've had family reunions and there's a very they're very strong constitutionally they're tall and skinny farmers mm-hmm. um, from in South Australia, but I think that um, strong constitution helps. If you don't have it, you can't substitute it. And apart from that, I've always been a risk taker and a rebel and a leader <laughs> and a scapegoat at times. <laughs> a risk taker. So would you take the risks of climbing up Denali without any real confidence that there's um, anyone's got your back? Like if you're gone, you're gone. I probably like, would. I, I'm fascinated by Jane. I, I, I really love what Jane talks about and I do take risks. So I'd, I'd be the sort of person that would like that to would. follow what Jane's done. I think mm-hmm. I'll wait for Jackson to finish school and then if anything went wrong, then I've got nothing to worry about. But uh, if something, <laughs> oh. you know, but See, I... See, I get heart palpitations just thinking about really? it. I've got young oh. kids, you know, six and three and one on the way. Yeah. And I think of your predicament. You talk about the gradient and just swinging and I'm just like... <laughs> But that's but that's me. But I don't consider myself low on the resilience factor. I know, but when I listen to that story, 
We've all got a different thresholds. Some sure. people think of it as, mm. well, it's just what I do. Mm. But other people, because my question was going to be, what about the people like me and listeners and viewers going, I could never do that. It doesn't mean that they lack resilience. It's just certain, um, I suppose, comfort zones. Because you seem to be quite, it's like your backyard. Now that you've been on so many mountains and the rest of it, you don't look at it and go, I could die here today. Like, that's not the way That's that almost you... a given. Yeah. So it's not. Die, most of them, most every year. Yeah, um, the stories you told about Everest. I remember yeah. you coming down Everest and seeing all of that. Yeah, all the bodies, that's right, yes. But Aconcagua too, which I did in the beginning of the year, I think I'd already done that when you rang me, yeah, with the diabetes, and mm-hmm. I was the first on the summit. I was trying to catch up with the leader, and I said to my guide, I'm trying to catch up with Marcus, the leader, and he said, but Jan, he's behind you. So, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, what? I didn't tell you that, but that was me. I was the leader. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah, I was the so leader. I just kept that quiet. You know? do this. Yeah, but that that was um, after I had to cancel the the um, the the planned trip in early January last year. I was going to think I was thinking, well, I won't let the fitness run down and then have to build it up. I'll go from one mountain to the next. So I did uh, um, Carson's Pyramid in Papua New Guinea, and I wondered why I felt I was so slow at the end, and I felt so wrecked. Usually, I recover in a, a day or so, but it took me a few days. And I got a tropical ulcer from the gum boots rubbing where I've been down a oh, number wow. of marshes. And so, yes. so did other people, mind you. We weren't told to wear football socks, but still. Um, and that, and I got edema, which I've never had oh. when I got back to Bali. Throw that into the mix. Yeah. And then with hindsight, then when I got back, I went to get treatment for the tropical ulcer, a second round of antibiotics, which I didn't need. But I queried it and I said, oh, by the way, will you give me a, a blood test, do my sugars and cholesterol again? And um, that's when I found I was five times normal. That's right. <laughs> and they, uh, yeah. oh no, I was it went into the um, Alfred Hospital on Christmas Eve, and they did all the tests and blah blah. And I struggled with denial and <laughs> grief and rage and all the rest of it. Um, <laughs> let me out for Christmas Day, please. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> Not good timing. <laughs> no. And they said no, it wouldn't be advisable to go for the second highest in the seven range of the seven, which is 7,000 metres in South America, yeah. second shot, you don't even know. We don't know what type you've got. You don't know how to manage it. Not a good idea. So I cancelled and I lost, you know, half my money on that. But a month later, I was in the normal range and I could manage it and they had, I had a diagnosis and I went with a company who knew me, mm-hmm. who actually got me to the top of Everest. And they, uh, and they said, uh, that was the max, and he said, show me. You know, I told them about hypos and I had a little leaflet I read it. I said, never had one. I'm always high, but this is what you're meant to do if I pass out. Give me some jelly beans, blah, blah. And um, then he said, oh, and then my, my needle jammed. And they had to, at base camp, Plaza de Moulas, and they they had to, um, these switch, Swiss watchmakers, because they're international groups, they took my insulin pen apart. Said, oh, interesting mechanism. Oh, we can see why it jammed there. And they got pen knives onto it, and then it's all over the table. And then I got no pen because they couldn't put it back together. So, so this Max, he said, I, you know, I'd love to inject you. And I thought, oh, would you? Okay. That, was that his pickup line? <laughs> <laughs> so I bear my only bit of fat I can find, which is around my middle. And um, they said, don't inject anywhere else. You, you go straight into muscle and it absorbs too quickly. Mm-hmm. Just stick to the little roll of fat you can find on your belly. Mm-hmm. And so he got going with the uh, the injection. He said, I've got one in my, my first aid kit, which they all carry. 
and, and, and I said, you just rest it on the skin and it sinks in and I won't feel it. But he went a bit rough and I sort of screamed. And we're in the mess tent because the only place with light. So I've got the whole team sitting around watching this. <laughs> and then the next one he did quite well. And then uh, he, and then we he got they helicoptered in batch of insulin. So uh, the wrong type. And then they had to helicopter oh, in the oh, second oh. one. I said, that's not, I'm not on that. That's oh type one. God. That's rapid. You know, I have the long acting. This is yeah. Resilience 101. Yeah, so this is, you know, the Spanish doctor had a different scale of measuring where mm. you're up to. And mm. I found out that the sea level doctor said, well, you take less insulin with the greater exertion because that burns up more sugar. Yes. And I found my blood sugars were going higher and higher the higher I climbed. And I said at one of the medical checkpoints with this Spanish doctor, you know, the blood sugar levels are going up and we converted it to their scale. And she said, oh, no, um, what happens is the adrenaline kicks in when your brain reads hypoxia, not enough oxygen. Oh. And then that gathers, grabs every available bit of sugar yeah. to give you a surge, you see. So just take your normal dose. And then I was not fine. Wow. Wow. And then I was just full of energy and I was first on the summit and they reckon I was the strongest in the group. So. <laughs> but it, it didn't matter, Denali people, they still said, no, you'll have to have two guides, you can't go with a group, you know. Yeah. And oh. I'm sure that'll happen this year, but I'm yeah. just prepared for that. And just I can't wait up. for May, June. I can't wait for May, June this year. And um, we really look forward to seeing your ascent up the mountain uh, to the top of the summit of Denali. Before you go, I know you have an appointment to go to. We hope. Um, Bindi. Yeah. You're on here on our 100 Not Out banner behind us. You've got the Bindi on there. You've got the yeah. Bindi on today. Tell Ma- us. Um, um, many journeys to Nepal, which is, um, it's partly Sherpas and also the Indians. Yeah. And the Indians, uh, I was in India at a conference during Denali, which is their festival of lights in November. And I bought a packet of these and I had the Indian dress on, the Dupati and a shalwa kameez, you know, like the pyjama suit, very flowing Indian woodcut. And then I had a, a bindi with that and it just looked right. And yeah. then I've just, that was more than 10 years ago, I've just kept wearing them. It's a beautiful look, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. So, so refreshing. I, I, yeah. the, the Indians love it. The Australians, yeah. if it's a red one, say, did you cut yourself shaving, love? Dominic, <laughs> <laughs> you've got something on your forehead. Yeah. <laughs> and the real, yes, and, and people on um, some telly, Tele conferences I do for the court, and, they, and I wore it to a, a, a Christmas party. And some of the um, solicitors that I work with in the court there said, "Oh, that's what that is. We thought it was a, an insect on your face. You know, get this black mark on the screen. Now we can see what it is." <laughs> so it's decorative, oh, but it means married woman. Um, the ones with um, mirrors have uh, reflect the evil eye. It's um, it's supposed to be the all-seeing eye of the Buddha who see through artifice and deceit. So um, multiple meanings, wow. and it's a conversation piece. Well, absolutely. Um, and it covers a frown mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think all your frown marks, everything about you, Jan, is absolutely incredible and inspiring. And it's been a joy. This is the fourth time on 100 on Out, but the first time in person. It's just been great mm-hmm. to feel Jan's energy and to mm-hmm. feel the enthusiasm and vigor that you have for life and can't help but rub off, rub off on us and our listeners and viewers and well and know that everyone whose lives you touch. So thank you so much again for being part of the program. All the very best in Denali, in Alaska, uh, in May, June this year. And I really look forward to interviewing you again, Damien and I, listening uh, to you say that on your third time lucky, you you have scaled Denali and you have become the only woman in the history of humankind to climb the seven peaks 
on earth that we know of mm. that we know of mm. congratulations in advance thanks again Jan thank you. thank you great man for your wisdom as always and to you our listeners and viewers thanks again for joining us on 100 Not Out there are a number of ways for you to join the conversation go to facebook.com forward slash 100 Not Out check us out at thewellnesscouch.com where you can view the entire range of podcasts available if you'd like to learn more about what Damien does go to damienchristoff.com and for myself go to marcuspierce.com.au until next week as always continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.